Hello, moms. This is Holly McLean, the Mommy Answer Lady. Jordan Peterson, a prominent psychologist, author, and media commentator, once said, Don't allow your children to do anything that would make you dislike them. I think this is a really good point. We're going to talk about that today. I do think that Jordan Peterson has a good point there, but I would want to add to it. Don't allow your children to do anything that would make others dislike them either. With that in mind, I wanted to give a list of things that parents should think about regarding this idea. Yesterday, I was at the store and a really cute little boy, probably about five years old, was in the Christmas decor section, which is one of those specifically separated seasonal rooms in a Walmart store. He was running around showing things he found exciting to other customers. His mom looked on approvingly as she continued to shop. Some of the patrons thought this was really cute and interacted in a positive way. Others would quickly move to another aisle to avoid his animated antics. I continued to watch as he went to the other end of the Christmas section from where his mom was shopping and grabbed a huge glittery candy cane yard display. He loudly proclaimed how he loved it and wanted to buy it. No one in the whole store would have been able to avoid hearing him and his mom as they discussed the matter. Thankfully, she was willing to buy the item, or I suspect a tantrum would have ensued, which could have cleared the entire Christmas section in an instant. This young boy was seriously a cutie, and I don't blame him one bit for his enthusiasm. But was this behavior something that was appropriate for the atmosphere and circumstances? No, it wasn't. Did this kind of behavior endear him to others around him? Or did it instead cause most people to want to move along, stay away, and etc.? Not because he wasn't a sweetheart, but because he was clearly out of control in a public place, and his mom didn't seem to realize that. I wanted to talk about and address this whole subject because there have been people who have argued that the whole concept of teaching and training children to behave is making their children's behavior all about them as the parent rather than looking at the needs of the child. That's actually not true. Children know when their parents like them, and they also know when others like them, and they know when they don't. That knowledge directly correlates to the way they view themselves, their own capabilities, and their own self-worth. Even if parents love their children, that doesn't always mean they like them. So when parents allow their children to do things that are annoying and antisocial, such as throw tantrums or run around in public indoor spaces and etc., they are contributing to the real possibility of others not liking their children and therefore contributing to the thoughts in the mind of that child that they are not a likable or worthy person in the eyes of others. When others are around you and your children, they should be delighted. And, though I know it's hard to admit, if you don't really like to be around your children, chances are others don't either. If that's the case, it's time to work on it. Here are some things to watch out for regarding the likability of your child. Number one, awareness of others. The first thing that your child needs to learn about the world around them is that others matter. You want to shape their mind around the idea that they are part of the society they are living in, and it is their job to do whatever they can to be of service, whether that means actually serving someone in some way or just not being a distraction or annoyance to others. Number two, making noise. 
Now, it's okay for children to make noise, but they should be taught to be aware of the noise they are causing. It should be pointed out to them if they are being overly loud in small spaces. Others should not have to adjust their volume to have a conversation in the presence of children. So let them know that if others cannot have a conversation because they are in the room, they are being too loud. Number three, boisterous behavior. I have two young grandsons, and one of the things I have taught them is that there are places for play and places that are not for play. When they come to my house, there is a playroom downstairs. They know that's where they can be boisterous and silly and wrestle around within reason. They have a choice to do that downstairs or outside. But in the living area where others are gathered, that kind of behavior isn't appropriate. Let your children know where they can play and be crazy, like kids are sometimes, and there are places where they can't. Why? Because of others. Number four, interrupting. Your child learning how and when to interrupt when others are talking is an important point. Your friends and family can't enjoy your children being at events where they are gathered if they are constantly being interrupted during conversation. Teach your children how to interrupt politely so they will not be that annoying child who keeps talking over adults and disregarding the fact that they are in the middle of a sentence. If you don't know about the hand on the arm method, It is described in my book, How to Train Your Child to Behave, which you can look up on my website or YouTube channel. I'll try to do another podcast about that in the future, too. Number five, rude greetings. One of the things many parents miss and seem to not even know is an issue is that their children need to know how to properly respond when they're greeted by others. Hiding behind the parent's leg, ignoring someone when they speak to them, etc., it's not acceptable. They need to learn how to meet and greet others politely. They can learn this as early as they can walk. Teach them how to shake hands properly and how to answer the common questions of, what's your name? How old are you? How are you? It's nice to meet you, etc. All those common greetings will happen, and they need to know how to respond. It's best when they're really young just to teach them exactly what to say. You can role-play this with them so they can practice it before it happens. Number six, correcting adults. This one will be controversial, and I will likely get some comments over it, but here it goes anyway. I've seen movies where kids are smart Alex and correct adults. It seems that this is supposed to produce a laugh, but in my view, all it does is make the child seem arrogant and rude. We all have roles to play in each other's lives, and one of the roles of a child is to show respect to their elders. Let the child know there will be a time in their life when it will be acceptable to debate an adult. While they are children, it is not that time. If they have a question in a classroom setting, that's different, and that is a place to ask questions and think through what they're being taught, and to keep in mind not everything the teacher says is always true. But in a social setting, it is better to listen and give their opinion at appropriate moments rather than try to correct or belittle adults. Adults should always be respectful to children and listen to their concerns and questions. But children should respect adults too, and a bold, arrogant child is not an attractive one, and will be seen as a nuisance rather than the blessing they really are. Number seven, asking inappropriate or intrusive questions. Children should also be aware that there are certain subjects that are not appropriate for a child to ask. One would be how old an adult woman is, how much money does someone make, or why they got divorced. 
Things like that are personal and not something to ask. This is one of those points that you can try to help them understand, but ultimately there will be a time when a child might ask a question completely unaware that it is not appropriate. We have to prepare ourselves for that moment, but all you can do is try by letting them know there are such subjects. Then when it happens, you can say, that's one of those subjects I was talking about. Number eight, oversharing. My oldest son has Asperger's syndrome, and that comes with the problem of not being able to read social signals well. He has it extra hard because he's also visually impaired, so he can't read faces well anyway. One thing I told him was to listen to what the other person is doing during a conversation. If he keeps talking and the other person isn't asking questions or engaging in the subject, it's time to change it by asking them a question and allowing them to take the conversation in a different direction. If they aren't asking questions, they aren't interested. One time an elderly man was spending time with my son and told me later that he was talking a lot about a certain subject and suddenly stopped. He then said, my mom said that if the other person isn't asking questions or talking about the same thing, I should change the subject. So what would you like to talk about? I was so proud of him. He took my advice and the man was so impressed that he told me about it. Teach your child that they may be oversharing on a subject if the other person isn't responding by engaging in the subject with them. My children don't always take my advice like that, but I'm really glad he did in that case. Another thing children should also understand is how to have a relatable and engaging conversation with others. We'll talk about that in a future podcast, or you can read about it in my book, which you can find at www.mommyanswerlady.com. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. If you've received a benefit, please be sure to share this podcast with a friend. Until next time, moms, remember, you can do this.